Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pastor David with We Are Church. I want to thank you for taking the time to tune into this podcast. Here at We Are Church, our mission is to be a place where people come to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. One of the ways that we do that is through the reading and teaching of the Word of God. So I pray that this challenges you to take your faith to the next level and that you find freedom in every area that you are seeking. Enjoy the message. What's up, church family? Pastor David here. Man, first, let me start by saying Happy New Year to everyone who is listening and watching right now. Um, Congratulations. If you are listening to this or watching this, then you officially made it through 2020. And I know a lot of us, we thought, man, this is a year that I don't know if I am going to get through. But hey, man, we, we made it this year. So you're still alive. You're still breathing. That means God still has his hand on you. And, and, and let's go into 2021 just swinging. Um, if you're like me, I know I made a, a list of New Year's resolutions. How many of y'all on the screen made a list of, of uh, New Year's resolutions before 2021, be, 2021 began? Um, I, I made a whole bunch of different things that I really wanted to accomplish and kind of narrowed it down to some of the more simpler things. I want to be more disciplined. I want to grow in my leadership. I want to, you know, all of these different things. Um, but as I began to prepare the message for this new year. I almost titled my message, New Year, New You, but I know that's 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 real clear cliche. But I began to think like how many years in a row have we made these lists of resolutions, right? Only to fail within the first week, two weeks, three weeks, month. Some of y'all already watching this on the screen or listening to this on the podcast. You you know, one of your New Year's resolutions was I'm gonna diet, I'm gonna eat healthy, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna work out every day, I'm gonna lose weight, and here we are as January 2nd right now, and, and you already woke up and already failed, right? So, I mean, how many years in a row do we do that where we go around, make these New Year's resolutions, and we fail within the first month only to add them back onto the list and even bigger list at the end of the year? So I just wanted to, to, to talk about a few reasons why I believe we do that. And so first is we, we place our expectations too high on ourselves and too low on God, right? That we we, we, we believe and have more confidence in ourselves than we actually have on God. And so since we place all of our confidence and all of our expectations on ourselves that, 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 that when we fail, we completely fail. Instead of saying, God, I want to allow you to do some work in me this year. What does that look like, right? And saying, man, God, I believe God can do this work in me. I believe God can deliver me from this. I believe God can help me grow in my self-discipline, right? So instead, we place it all on ourselves and, and we, we don't give enough of it. To God, and as a result, we fail. Um, second, that our, our, our commitment that is, is dictated, is contingent on our external circumstances. That we, we, if everything is going right, then we're committed, right? We're super committed as long as everything is going right. But if, if something doesn't go our way, then we automatically give up. That our commitment is is, is driven by feelings and, and, and what is going on um, in the world around us, right? And, and, and three, I believe we make lists of changes. Like I said, I made this big list, right? This huge list of like, man, if I if if I could accomplish all these things this year, this would be amazing. But I know it's impossible, so I had to narrow my list down. We make these lists of changes so big, right, that, that Mother Teresa herself couldn't accomplish them in a lifetime, much less a year. But we say, man, like for, for some of y'all, man, you're just trying to get off of drugs. But some of y'all are like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off of drugs. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to, you know, you put this whole list of stuff on there. So when you fell at one of them, you automatically quit on all of them, right? And so just want to talk about it. Like, I, I know a lot of us, like, we're coming into 2021, right, with just high hopes of change, right? 
Like we just we just believe, man. Twenty twenty one is our year. We're gonna we're gonna change. We're gonna grow. Things are gonna get better, right? Like I'm gonna be more disciplined. I'm gonna you know all these different things. All of these hopes of all these changes. But the problem is if if we don't place our expectations in the right place and our faith in the right person, these lists of resolutions will turn into a list of failures. And so that's what I don't want. I don't want us to go into twenty twenty one with our expectations on the wrong things and wrong people and our faith in the wrong things and in the in the wrong person and, and end up turning this list of resolutions into a list of failures, right? So I want to ask this question. Like, what if nothing around you changes in 2021? What if nothing around you changes? Like, what if the world as we know it actually gets worse and doesn't get better? Like, are you still determined to become a better person? Are you still determined to overcome some of the things that have had you bound in 2020 and 2019 and 2018 and 2017? Because a lot of us, we got this we got this mentality where we think that, man, one day I'm going to arrive, right? I'm going to have more money one day, so I won't have to struggle financially. Then I ain't got to worry about stewarding my money because I'm just going to have enough money one day, right? Like We think all of these different things are going to solve our problems, and we always just end up walking away more empty and worse off than when we came into it. So, man, I, I, want, I, want, to, I want to ask you, if nothing changes around you in 2021, are you still going to be committed to becoming the best version of you that you can be? See, we say new year, new you. We don't say good year, new you. And so we all only want to become new. We only want to have this, this new us and pursue the new us when things are actually going good. But this year, regardless of what it looks like and regardless of how it ends and regardless of the circumstances around us, we have to be dedicated, devoted, and committed to growing us, period. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. And in a second, we're going to get into the life of King David, and we're going to look at some of the principles that King David applied to his life. And we're going to learn from him and talk about how we can apply those principles to our lives and and what that will look like. But I want to ask this question. Is, Is it possible to grow in faith and grow in struggles at the same time? Is it possible to grow in faith and grow in struggles at the same time? And my answer to that question would be absolutely. I would go as far as to say that that a faith that hasn't been tested isn't really faith at all, right? That we might believe we have faith. We might think, man, I got strong faith. I got faith that'll move mountains. I got faith to make it through anything. But if that faith hasn't been tested, then it isn't really faith at all. Because true faith is, is a faith that has been tested and tried and still remains true. And so I want to talk right now about King David. And I want to talk about what his life looked like and talk about some of the principles that King David applied to his life when life wasn't going the way that it looked or, or, or the way he thought it should have went or, or the way that it that that God said it was going to go. It went the way God said it was going to go, but it took a different route to get there than what we would have uh, assumed or what he would have assumed. And so just a quick rundown of King David's life. If you ain't familiar with King David, maybe you heard this, the, the story in the Bible about David and Goliath, and that's all you really know about him. But David was a was a shepherd boy, and he was anointed by by uh, the prophet Samuel to replace King Saul. So King Saul was was uh, uh, was raised up to lead the uh, the the Israelites, and King Saul he had a heart for God at first, but then he he turned from God and started to worship some of these other things and allowed things to come in to his life that hardened his heart. And as a result of him refusing to turn back to God and and, and, and solely be committed to God and to leading the Israelites, God removed the anointing from King Saul. And he tells 
King, he tells Prophet Samuel to go and anoint uh, uh, David, right? And so he goes and he and he goes to Jesse's house and he finds David there. Well, first he 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 goes through all of David's brothers. He asked Jesse, he said, "Do you have any sons?" He said, "I want you to bring them out here to me." And he brought, you know, all of these. I think it was five. He brought five boys out, and one by one, Samuel went and went by and said, "Now these this isn't who the Lord." wants me to anoint as the next king. Do you have any more sons? And he said, yeah, well, actually, I have David. He's out tending the sheep in the backyard. David was forgotten. His father didn't even think he was worthy enough to be brought with his other brothers. And so as he brought David, the Lord said, anoint him. That will be the next king, right? And so a uh, short time after that, David is sent by his father to run an errand and uh, to run some errands for his father and to bring his brother some food. His brothers were out at the battlefield. This is where we get the story of of David and Goliath, is they, they were out in the battlefield, uh, about to go going to war with the with the Philistines, and um, but Goliath was there taunting every day, just back and forth, just taunting, just one of you come over here and fight me. And everybody in Israel was so scared, everybody, nobody would challenge Goliath, nobody would step up to the challenge. Everybody was scared, and as David was bringing his brothers this food, he seen he witnessed Goliath um, mock the God of Israel, and as he heard Goliath. Mocking the God of Israel, he got angry. There was this righteous zeal that raised up in David. And he was like, man, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that thinks that he can defy the armies of the living God? And he just, he rose up, started asking everybody's question, who is this guy? And then they said, well, that's, that's Goliath. If one person can beat him, then all of this can end right here. And he's like, man, who? I'll fight him, I'll go. So David was, he was sold out for God and he was just hungry. And he just, he knew that God would deliver the giant into his hands. And so you know how the story goes. He ends up killing Goliath with a slingshot and some smooth stones. And immediately after that, King Saul asked David to come in and live with him. And he stayed with King Saul and, and um, King Saul placed him over, made him a commander of, of, of his army. And, and David just really started thriving. He was just annihilating any of the enemies that came against him. And, 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 and the Bible tells us that Everybody was walking around chanting, Saul has killed his thousands, but David has killed his ten thousands. And as a result, Saul began to, to, to grow jealous of King David because of the fame that he was getting amongst the kingdoms. And so Saul grows even more and more jealous, and he just keeps growing more and more jealous of King David. And he attempts to kill David and, and throws his spear at David, and David dodges it and takes off and leaves and um, eventually has to leave his wife and leave his hometown and goes on the run and is now found himself hiding in caves in enemy territory. And David went from being anointed as king of Israel to serving under the current king of Israel to being betrayed, so to speak, stripped from his home, stripped from his wife, and now on the run for things that he can't even understand. David was loyal to King Saul. But King Saul got, grew jealous of David. David's promise came with problems. His position came with great opposition. And so I want to talk today about what that looks like because I don't want us to go into 2021 thinking that, that we are going to go through 2021 and that if we just give it everything we got and that if we remain faithful and we go to church and this and that, that we're not going to have any problems because problems are going to come. Opposition is going to come. It's what we do in the midst of the problems and in the midst of opposition that is going to determine whether or not we grow through it, whether or not we die from it.
So if we look at the life of David, we see he eventually becomes king. But what he did in between his being anointed and becoming king is what prepared him for the position. So I want to talk about three choices we can make this year to walk in victory. And the first choice is to choose inward change. First, we choose inward change. First Samuel 24 verses 1 through 6, we have a story of, like I said, David had been running from uh, King Saul, right? And he's hiding in these caves, right? And so here we have right here in 1 Samuel 24 verses 1 through 6 says, After Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, he was told, David is in the desert of En Gedi. So Saul took 3,000 able young men from all Israel and set out to look for David and his men near the crags of the wild goats. He came to the sheep pens along the way. A cave was there, and Saul went in to relieve himself. David and his men were far back in the cave. The men said, This is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for, for you to deal with as you wish. Then David crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Afterward, David was conscience-stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. And so here we see David after being driven from his house, being stripped of everything, only to run and, and hide in enemy territory, right? He's hiding in these caves in enemy territory. And, and here we see David have an opportunity, right? The opposition, because he has an opportunity to, to eliminate the thing that has been actively oppressing him and chasing him and causing him to run from his destiny. And what David sees is he don't just see opposition, but he sees opportunity to grow. Not just opportunity to grow in any area, but to grow in character. See, David chose character over comfort, right? He chose character over comfort. He could have ended it all right there. 2021 needs to be a year that some of us choose character over comfort, that, that, that we need to choose to make the right choices, even though we don't feel like doing it, that we need to choose to do the right things, even though we don't feel like doing it, that we, this needs to be a year that we don't chase after our feelings, but that we chase after growing in our character. Amen. David chose to follow his convictions and not his feelings. He chose to follow his convictions and not his feelings. Look what it said. It said, David crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Afterward, David was what? Conscious, stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. Look what he said to his men. He said, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. See, David chose to follow his convictions and not his feelings because he could have justified, he could have had this justification and rationalization, but this man has been actively pursuing me. He's been trying to kill me. He could have even said, you've seen what his, what his friend says, this is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish, that this looked like this is what the Lord spoke of, but no, David cut off a corner of Saul's robe and instantly, had conviction. He said, now, nah, man, the Lord forbids that I that I do this. I'm not going to lay my hand on him. He's, he's still the anointed of the Lord. I'm still getting convicted of this. And he chose to follow his convictions, not his feelings. See, David came to a fork in the road. 2021, you will come to some forks in the road, and you will have to choose whether or not you are going to pursue his will or your will. 
And if your goals for 2021 are aimed at external change and there's no inward focus, you're going to leave 2021 more broken than when you first entered it. And so I need you to understand this, that, that you need to be focusing inward this year when you want change. And I know you might want all of these different things, but if you are not focused inward and there's no change inside of you, everything out here is not going to matter. For instance, some, how many of us say, man, I just want to be thinner. 2020, I just want to be thinner, right? But what's what's the point in, in, in losing weight if at the end of it you still don't love yourself? And somebody needs to hear that right now. That what's the point of, of, of losing weight if, if at the end of it you still don't love yourself, if you're still insecure, if you still don't know your worth, that you just lose 20, 30 pounds and then get to that and think that you have to go even more. You just think that if you just get more beautiful, if this just changes, then a man will love you, then you'll love yourself. But if you don't learn to focus inward, Look at what God has already done and, and grow in his love for you that you'll get to that. You still won't love yourself. Some of us, we just want to make more money this year. I just want to just want to make more money. But what's the point in making money if you haven't learned to cherish and steward what God has already given you? Just going to make more money and spend it even more frivolously just to watch it slip from your hands. We gotta learn to cherish and steward the resources God has given us. That's an inward change to help us steward what we are given externally. Some of us may well, just 2021 is gonna, gonna be the year that I meet my wife. 2021 is gonna be the year that I meet my husband, right? That you still just you're codependent, just gotta have a relationship. I just, I just, I just need a husband, I just need a wife, right? But 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 you still haven't healed from the last person who hurt you. So what do we do? We get into these new relationships and we carry all of the baggage from the old ones with us. And then next thing you know, you, you, you're, you're taking out what that person did on the person that you're with now only to destroy that and leave another destroyed relationship. There's an African proverb that reads like this. It says, when there is no enemy within, the enemy outside can do you no harm. When there is no enemy within, the enemy outside can do you no harm. What does he mean when he says that? Simple things. When you can conquer some of my points, when you can conquer the doubts in your own mind, nothing anyone can ever say will be able to sway you from what you know to be the truth. Right? When, you can when you can conquer the doubts in your own mind, nothing that anybody can say out here will ever be able to sway you from what you know to be the truth. Look at when you can conquer the hate that you have for yourself, the hate this world pours out will never sway you from truly loving. Right? That, that if you can learn to, to love yourself, you won't rely on other people's love. But you gotta love yourself. But you gotta conquer the hate that you have for yourself before you can even truly love others. Watch this. When you believe in yourself, you need. No other to believe in you. When you believe in yourself, you won't need anybody else to believe in you. And a lot of us, we can't even grasp that. We don't even know how to believe in ourselves. We don't know how to conquer doubt. We don't know how to love ourselves. We don't know how to stop hating ourselves. We don't know how to not be insecure. We don't know how to do these type of things, right? That, 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 that we don't even know how to do that. Why? Because we come from broken, damaged relationships and, and, and had broken childhoods and all kind of different things that happened to us that kind of molded us into the monsters that we become in life, right? And so we have to allow God to work inwardly on, on us before, in order for us to actually grow. 
2021 cannot be a year that we say we need more money. You might need more money, but you need to grow in other things. 2021 does not be, need to be a year that, man, I just got to have this new relationship this year. That does not need to be what we need to be focused on. We need to be saying, God, if 2021 doesn't get any better than 2020 was, or if it gets worse, I still want to grow. I still want to grow in character. I still want to grow in um, in strength. I still want to grow and not compromise on my whatever, all those different things. God, I, I want to grow. I want to grow into who you created me to be, whether or not this year gets any better or not. There is no greater pain than the pain. There's no greater pain that can be inflicted on you than the pain you inflict on yourself. Think about that for a second. There's no greater pain than the pain. There's no greater pain that can be inflicted on you than the pain you inflict on yourself. And I've had a lot had a lot of things happen to me. A lot of things. Witnessed a lot of things. Been through a lot of things. Things that I didn't deserve. Some things that I did deserve. But I can tell you right now, there is no pain. Nobody's inflicted more pain on me than I have myself. Watch this. In the same sense, there's no greater freedom that can be given to you than the freedom that comes from you looking inwardly and allowing Jesus to change you from the inside out. There is no greater freedom that can be given to you than the freedom that comes from you looking inwardly and allowing Jesus to change you from the inside out. That's the greatest freedom is you can actually look at yourself and say, man, this is this is wrong. I'm not supposed to be like this guy. God, I need to change this. I need to grow in this. I need healing. I need to be, I, I, I need to be transformed. I don't need to be this. I don't want to carry this no more. God, I want to be who you created me to be, but I don't know how. And you allow him to work inwardly to change you. It's the best freedom that anybody could ever receive is being able to say, look at myself and say, man, I've caused myself so much harm. God, help me not to keep going down them same paths. We got to know that we got a problem before God can work the problem out. He knows what the problem is. He needs us to know it. He needs us to see it. 2021 can be a beautiful, life-changing year. I say it all the time. If nothing changes, nothing changes. It needs to be a year that we say, man, today, this year, right now, change takes place in my life. My second point is to choose Humility. Choose humility. 1 Samuel chapter 24, verses 8 through 10 says, Then David went out of the cave and called out to Saul, my lord, the king. When Saul looked behind him, David bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. He said to Saul, Why do you listen when your men say, David, David is bent on harming you? This day you have seen with your own eyes how the Lord delivered you into my hands in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but I spared you. I said I would not lay my hand on my Lord, because he is the Lord's anointed. Look at that. Here David is, after having the opportunity to kill King Saul, when God obviously brought him to a place where he was at the hands and at the mercy of David, David had a choice to either kill him and get rid of him and get back to his comfort and in his life and his kingdom and actually become king after knowing that. But David chose mercy. He let him go. Here we see David. He said he bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. Not only did David 
let him walk out of the cave. But after he came out, yelled across from him, he bowed to the ground, his face to the ground in front of him. Like a lot of people would look at this as a sign of weakness. Right? This is the same dude that stripped him of everything and is literally hunting him down. I ask myself, why does, how did David have the ability to do this? Right? That David refused to exalt himself. Even though God had said, I'm anointing you as king of Israel. David refused to take that position into his own hands, waited for God to exalt him. One of the reasons many of us are still where we are five years ago today because we refuse to humble ourselves and allow God to exalt us. First Peter chapter five verse chapter five verse six says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. I want to talk about what that word due time, what that phrase due time means right there. So there's two words in the Greek for time, right? One of those words is the word chronos. And chronos, this is a word that we use for the time of the day. Like if we checked our watch and seen what time it was, that is the word that we would use. Chronos is where we get the word chronological, right? So chronos would mean the word time, as in time that we see right here. But there's a different word for time in the Greek, and that word is kairos, right? So that's the word that is actually used here when it says God will exalt you in due time. God will exalt you in kairos, right? So kairos refers to more of a season or an appointed time, right? Chronos is the time that we live in day to day. Chronos is the 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 it's, it's it's the appointments that we have to make. It's the deadlines. It's the alarm clock that wakes us up. That's the chronological chronos time. But Kairos is the, it's it's a defining season that is shaping your life. So when Peter says, "Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time," what he's saying is there is an appointed season that God will exalt you in if you will just humble yourself. So Peter is saying you you you'll get to the next level, but you have to humble yourself, that you got to make it through the season that you're in right now. You got to make it through the kairos that you're in right now with humility. And then there will become a kairos, a season where God will lift you up and exalt you. But if we don't humble ourselves under God, we will never see that season. And a lot of us are wondering, God, why am I still in the same place? How come I haven't got any further? God, I just, we're craving the platform, right? But, 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 but God is saying, no, man, like you, you, you need to be humble. You have to humble yourself under me and endure the Kairos season that you're in right now. And then in your Kairos season to be exalted, you will be exalted, right? I want to encourage you today. Don't be so anxious to seek the platform. The last thing you want to do is inherit something that you don't have the strength to steward. A lot of us say, man, I just want it. I want this, this, this next level position. What if you don't have the strength to steward? What if you don't, you don't have the knowledge? What if you don't have the wisdom? What if you don't have the, the patience? What if you don't, you, the last thing you want is to inherit something that you can't steward. Enjoy the Cairo season that you're in right now and humble yourself under God and he will exalt you in due time, in due season. Third, this is my final point, and we're going to wrap up with this. Third is choose to rely on God. Choose to rely on God. King David writes Psalms 27 while he's being hunted by Saul. So as we're reading about 
Saul hunting David and David hiding in the caves and, you know, having to abandon his wife and all of this different stuff. David writes this Psalms in Psalms 27. 27 verse 1, he says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Look how David's talking. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Even though Saul is after him and, and, and he's hunting him down. Man, who, whom shall I fear? The Lord is my the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me, they eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes. It is they who stumble and fall. Look what he says. And though an, ampi, though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. Look what he says, though an army encamps against me, my heart shall not fear, though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing have I asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. Now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart, say, my heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. He said, turn not your servant away in anger, O you who have been my help. Cast me not off, forsake me not, O God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Look what he says, teach me. Your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Look what he says. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. We see David writing this in the Psalms reminding himself of who his salvation comes from, where his light comes from, who is his stronghold, right? And he's saying, man, even though people are, are in armies encamped against me, my, my heart shall not fear, even though war is rising on around me. And so in 2021, it doesn't matter what's going on around us or who has betrayed us or who has done us wrong or who is up against us, that we need to be focused and know where our, thing, where our help comes from. He said, man, look, I, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Then he talks to his listeners, wait for the Lord and be strong. Wait for the Lord and be strong. Let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Change. We want change in 2021. It starts with a choice. Choices have to be made daily, right? That every day we wake up, we got a choice whether or not we want to choose life or death, whether or not we want to choose his will or our will, whether or not we want to choose forgiveness or bitterness, whether or not we want to choose to, 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 to grow spiritually or whether we want to grow our flesh. That every day we wake up with a choice on whether or not I'm going to I'm going to do my best to serve you today, God, and I'm going to let you do the rest. That every day we have to wake up with that choice. So 2021, let's not focus so much on the external things that that we want. Just focus inwardly and say, God, I, 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 want, 
I want, I want to grow in character. I want to grow in humility. I want to grow in integrity. I want to grow in, 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 in as a husband. I want to grow as a father. I want to grow as a, as a mother. I want to grow as a wife. Whatever those things. God, I just want to grow into who you created me to be. Let's choose that this year. And I promise you that no matter what is going on around you, no matter what is going on around you, you will be strong in the Lord. You will have peace. You will have strength. And the external circumstances that we're worried about, some of us already worried financially, but we still somehow haven't even grasped the principle that we seek first the kingdom of God and everything else that we need will be added unto us, right? That some of us, we still, we still can't grasp that. that all we got to do is seek God. All we got to do is seek his kingdom, his will, his kingdom, his will, and everything else that we need in life will be added unto us. That goes for this year, 2021, as well. Let's bow our heads, church. Father God, we just thank you, Father, for this day. God, we thank you that we made it through 2020, God, and we just ask, Father, that this year, 2020, 2021, would be our best year, God. God, let this be a year where our faith is increased. Our faith increases, God, that our strength increases, that our boldness increases, that our anointing increases, God. Let, let our character grow like never before this year, God. Help us to be the mighty men and the mighty women of God that you created us to be, God. No matter what is going on around us, our external circumstances, God, we won't allow that to dictate whether or not we will so serve you wholeheartedly. We will not allow that to dictate whether or not we are going to choose what you want rather than what we want. And so, God, I pray for your anointing to fall upon every single person under the sound of my voice. God, I pray for protection. I pray for perfect health. I pray for peace, God. I thank you that your hand is on this church, God. And we thank you for dying on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. We love you. We honor you. We praise you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, church. I love y'all. I will see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you want to learn more about We Are Church, connect with We Are Church, or feel led to sow into We Are Church, we want to provide the means to do so. You can give online at weareministries.com, and you can also reach us on all social media platforms at We Are Church Nashville. God bless you, and have a great week.